0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: There are hundreds of dicks in the world, and none of them are big enough to stop me from doing a Drag Race podcast. I'm James. And my name is Keen, and Carl
2: was pretty, but James is. James is. James is a good friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cruelty! <laughs> <laughs> i feel assaulted <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome to see we are rupaul's drag race reaction podcast and today we're going down under for rupaul's drag race down under episode six mm-hmm. joining us this week are the fantastic duo from our sister podcast double love they cover all things sweet valley high they're called anna and karen and yeah they have a lot to say on this week's episode
1: yeah mixed uh mixed emotions when it comes to uh, how they're finding this this series you know there's there's there seems to be like in the they're they're like they're they're dueling partners much like we are you know i was i was seeing an awful lot of us in 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 the in the (laughs) the dynamics
2: it was a family resemblance you know it was great it was it was family resemblance yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) so welcome to the podcast for the first time Anne and karen from double love Well, joining us today from Double Love, a Sweet Valley High podcast, is the wonderful Anna and Karen. Karen, will throw over to you first. Down Under, you enjoying it?
0: I mean, enjoying feels slightly strong. Uh, at the same time, like, some drag race is also better than no drag race, so there's that aspect to it too. Um, I think, yeah, my expectations might have been too high going into it. I think that's what my issue was.
2: Were your expectations based off, like, UK US a little or... bit yeah I yeah. think
0: because the standard in the UK one has been so high even the first UK mm-hmm. one it was a little bit you know probably not as, as up to the American standard but it was still great and the characters that they had cast were so great and I just feel like they haven't quite hit that with Down Under at all I don't feel like anyway
2: mm. Yeah, well, the good thing of having two guests is we get the world <laughs> balance here. So, Anna, do you agree?
3: No, you <laughs> see, I think I was the opposite to Karen because I started watching it a few weeks in, like I was recording it um, and saving it all up, which I like to do. But mm. because I'd heard like so much... It, it buzz about it being unusually shit, like people even making memes about it being the worst Drag Race season ever I was like, oh god, worse than season 13, how could that be <laughs> and so when I watched it I was like this is actually, like this is fun, I'm enjoying it and I have to say that season 13 is the only season, and I have been watching Drag Race since it aired on E4 with the Vaseline on the lens yeah. and no season 13 was the first season where I did not finish it saw oh have, my oh. god and it was because the, the the UK one was so brilliant and it was sort of you know they mm-hmm. remember they crossed over they were airing at the same time mm. and I just I loved the UK one so much and the the American one just seemed so just tedious so they I couldn't tell half yeah. the queens apart they just had the same look you know they just had the same sort of aesthetic drag aesthetic and it just seemed very Blair simon was the only one who I like, who stood out to me, mm-hmm. and
1: uh, and they did take uh, a, a millennium to actually disqualify anyone as well. It oh felt my like, god! It felt like, like you way- a
3: competition.
1: Exactly. Just give someone the boot. Why is Elliot with two Ts still here? For- <laughs> oh, I forgot Elliot with two
3: T's existed. That's <laughs> how <however laughs> Both these people were. so yeah it just seemed um i think after after that i i thought that the you know drag race australia or sorry drag race down under this is terrible i actually really love that they really include the kiwi element um but i was i'd heard all the reports about how terrible it was so when it was a pleasant surprise and i've been really enjoying it so far and i still am I
2: think I think the sweet spot I think I've found over the years for a season in terms of length is ten episode up to the final four and then a reunion and then a finale. Mm. I think twelve I think any more than that, it just drags drags on on. unnecessarily. Not pun intended So uh, this week, we joined the queens just after Etc. Etc. had been booted out of the competition. They were talking about how she's the future of drag. Were you a fan of her, Anna? Um, I
3: actually did like her look. And I thought I really did like the way she talked about or um, went out of drag. They talked about gender and uh, and identity. and And I thought really in that... Uh, excruciating scene the previous week where it's revealed that Scarlet's a Scarlet sort of blackface, which is just like, aye, mm. aye, aye, And especially the way Scarlet was talking about it, as if, you know, oh, I'm so young and foolish. I was like, you are 25 or something. Like, how long ago was this? It's, <laughs> you know. I'm 45. Yeah. I, I, that was not acceptable when I was... It, young. it wasn't a different
1: time. It was quite <laughs> legal. The oldie 2017.
0: Back uh, in uh, the day. Uh, well, in fairness, it does feel
3: like about 50 years ago now. But it. Um, but I think that the way Etc. talked about sort of marginalisation and um, and the responsibility of, you know... um respecting other people was actually really good you know really effective and i thought that they talked very well about it um i, I definitely you could see that they were young and a lot of what you know mm. they sort of had that kind of cockiness that's maybe you don't have the necessarily the performance skills and everything to back it up but uh i did like show like in drag she had a retro a lot of retro looks that i liked and i did yeah. enjoy her red wellies that she stomped around him in the <laughs> in the workroom. It was an interesting look.
2: Yeah, I actually think their looks out of drag were kind of more yeah, interesting than their looks find in so drag. Of true, yeah. They had a real good workroom. Yeah, yeah.
1: look, the talking
0: yeah. head earrings were great as well. I oh yeah, they were, back those. they were brilliant. They were brilliant. Yes,
2: oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, this week's episode we get another classic down under guest appearance. Spe- extra special guest appearance from Auntie Donna. Who are an Australian yeah. absurdist comedy group? Uh,
0: they're on Netflix. I actually have heard that it's a really good sketch show. I haven't actually checked it out, but apparently it's quite yeah, good. But again, it was like, do, do they know why they're here? Because I know this is kind of the gag that they're doing, <laughs> but, but do they actually? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure
3: at all. I like that Scarlett <laughs> was super excited about them, though. She like, was very more
2: happy. excited than the, the like Danny the... Mogue
1: I was disgusted. <laughs> yeah. Disgusted. How, I know, how dare you! How dare you be more excited about some random trio of men than Danny Minogue, queen of our times. It was basically the hairy bikers, (laughs) right?
2: That's who they were. (laughs) Uh, The mini challenge, if we would call it that, was basically a guessing game on animals involved. Just a chance to see some bulges from the crew. Mm. I don't know if you guys have watched Love is Blind, but number 10... Uh, who had the shark in his pants, really looked like Mark from Love is Blind. Oh. And I just kept thinking of Jessica feeding wine to her dog. That was kind of what I might take away from the <laughs> um, Just again, her
0: baby voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, so Maxie wins and Maxie gets to choose who goes with who for the makeup challenge. With Falcon, who are uh, LGBTQ exclusive uh, rugby team. Do we think Maxie... Was fair, or was there a bit of shadiness going on there, Anna?
3: I think there, she was actually being really fair. I think she she did it. She wasn't trying to mess anybody around, and she there was no sort of game playing, which we've kind of seen with previous, ser- you know, previous queens in this sort of challenge. They've um, mm. so I think she she did find people who matched people's strength, mm-hmm. including herself. So yeah. yeah, I think she made some decent choices.
2: Yeah yeah, I think, I think so too Like I think Dan was the obvious fit for her um, mm. But then I suppose because there was kind of a More like Polynesian tones Through some of the rugby players Which I think well, the rest of the Ethnicities of the queens are white So it would have always been difficult That's to sort of true. match, match
0: the, the rugby team were more diverse than yeah. the past like, Even from the beginning Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah not a good sign um, And I was like why are they all so surprised That none of them had done drag before this was a whole I... sort of recurring thing where they're like, "Would you? You've never done drag? You've <laughs> never <laughs> worn heels?" I was like, "That's part of the challenge, like, surely."
3: <laughs> Maxi looked really like her mind was blown that the that this that her rugby player had never done drag, yeah. and she was just like, "You've never walked in heels? <laughs> Why would you think you had?" Like, I was just like, "This is the as you say, uh, this is the point." It was just she was particularly amazed yeah. to a degree mm. that really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. But no, I would say that, that a lot of gay rugby teams uh, do like use drag an awful lot. And so I was part of the Emerald Warriors and performed at their drag show a number of times. So you know, ah, had the, cool. they, that's the, the the Irish LGBT rugby team. And I think you know if if you know if we were to be invited along to go on um, to go on RuPaul's Drag Race, you would be hard pushed to find a member of the team who had not walked in heels. So maybe okay. maybe. Some
2: some
1: of that Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some of Though I suppose they probably would have wanted to try and find people who actively hadn't to make it more interesting television.
3: Mm,
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Rue's all about the transformation, right? So if they had already done it, I suppose he would have felt robbed of that transformation. Mm.
3: And they would have had an unfair advantage. True, yeah yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Although. um... Electra's when Farah had the most amazing walk. I was like, Oh "Oh." my god! I'm like, That uh, (laughs) corset! Pull!
0: Pull! Keep going! Keep going! (laughs) It's like Violet fucking Chachki! Oh my uh, god! Yeah, I felt See, like Electra yeah. hit the jackpot with that guy. He was <laughs> yeah. like amazing. Was not Electra yeah.
2: so coy around him? He was all she was like really sort of. I think she obviously seriously fancied I think him so, and yeah. was kind of just like. Oh. <laughs> 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 I
3: walked well, a bit harder, if you say
2: so, but, I mean
3: it, but actually, I mean, the heels like I have never walked in heels that high. So you know.
0: Oh yeah, I'm, um, I'm a disaster in heels mm. as well. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: I would have been more like uh, Maxie's pairing than Elektra's if I had to <laughs> strut down one way and, like four inch <laughs> heels so. and
2: yeah. stuff. Uh, one of my favorite moments, though, was poor Jonah sitting there watching Art do their makeup oh. and oh just God. like constantly <laughs> for like, an hour. It. <laughs>
0: so long it just seemed like it went on forever oh god and like everybody else was fully dressed and he was still just sitting there with no shirt and his <laughs> white eyebrows like
1: i'm waiting for the eyebrows i'm waiting for the eyebrows to. <laughs> it's just like it was <laughs> yes. so awkward and I, I did, really I did think they were going to make more of that because a big part like when they're judging the, the the makeover challenge what I've seen in the past is that a lot of the way they're mm. judging it is based on kind of the experience the person has and whether the first is made feel mm. like special and that guy was just kicked to the back of the room forget about it sit back there and there was <laughs> oh, no God, effort yeah. made to make, to make friends <laughs> no. or like you know open up <laughs> find your story whatever your artist like, like no you sit back connection. there <laughs> yeah, exactly oh. you monobrow you sit there <laughs> Yeah, all he did was slag him off and leave him sitting there.
3: I think that's why Art is kind of a charmless performer. Like, I sometimes enjoy uh, his sort of looks to the camera that are sort of like, who me? But, you know, there's not, it's just kind of a bit of a dickhead. Like, that was just really, the rest of them were kind of bonding with their rugby players. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, you sit over there with your eyebrows to dry for about like, three days and <laughs> the rest of them are doing full, you know, full looks. So, yeah, it was, the the chemistry did not seem to no. be there.
2: Mm. No. The rest of the ball in a china shop approach to tact and sort of human <laughs> relations. And even, like, I just thought Jonah wasn't into it at all. Like, even there was a part where it was like, make this noise, hmm, yeah, hmm. And the guy was like... Oh. <laughs> yeah. it's like tina belcher
3: yeah. <laughs> T- tina when he should have been linda
0: yeah. 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 Yes, yes. he needed that linda That's... energy yeah. <laughs> right. yeah.
3: so, i mean he actually looked like he they forced him to do it yeah. like he didn't look like he was a volunteer no though. no
1: As this episode features six members of a LGBT inclusive rugby team from New Zealand, we thought that it might be nice to highlight the Dublin-based LGBT inclusive rugby team, uh, the Emerald Warriors. So Vice President of the club, Philip Purcell, joins us to have a bit of a chat about how the club started, what the club is doing now, uh, how it's starting to broaden its offering to be more inclusive, uh, and a little bit about the drag heritage uh, that the Emerald Warriors enjoy in Dublin. Philip Purcell, people might not know that there's actually a huge international kind of fleet of of, of international of, uh, of gay rugby teams, and there's one here in Ireland, the, the Emerald Warriors, which I was a part of for a few years. Uh, that that is really kind of doing its bit to like try and bring inclusive sports to the to the forefront. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
4: Yeah, so uh, thanks for uh, having me on James and uh, Yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. So uh, I suppose it's great to see the the drag race down under bringing the rugby to the, the spotlight and the uh, sport and um, we love to see it. Uh, so as you said, there, there's a huge community worldwide um, in inclusive rugby uh, and we're all kind of fall under the umbrella of the IGR, which is International Gay Rugby. Um, so yeah, you're right, there's a, a lot of us, there's a couple of hundred of us uh, spread out around the world and uh, we are Dublin's uh, club, uh, the Emerald Warriors, we're Ireland's first and largest inclusive uh, LGBT plus inclusive rugby club. Um, with quite a strong membership, uh, and as you said there, we do have a, a new, uh, recently founded club in Cork uh, down the very south. So yeah, um, we're uh, about since about two thousand and three. Um, we have a huge membership, and we do contact rugby and non-contact rugby through tag.
1: And you don't need like you don't need any experience to join. So if 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 there is a drag race obsessed um, guy who's living in Dublin, listening to this, thinking. I would love to get involved Meet some new people Particularly now actually after lockdown I'd say people are looking to find new ways of socialising New ways of of, of kind of making some friends And because it's going to be thinking outdoors this summer New ways of like actually socialising outside Like the team The rugby team is a great way to meet people And to sort of build those friendships Because there's a social element to it There's a fitness element to it There's a sports element to it
4: Absolutely So um, even if you take myself for example I'm uh, very much a
1: drag race obsessed
4: Uh, Rugby player (laughs) who uh, found the Warriors about uh, just over three years ago, Uh, didn't have a clue what uh, the Emerald Warriors was about. Um, made the move, came out to the training session, and uh, instantly found a connection with people who were equally as a drag race obsessed as I was. Um, <laughs> has a, a history with uh, our own uh, drag show as well, and uh, it's, it's great. I mean, we have uh, watch parties for the, the drag races. We have our little group chats going. Um, so if you're if you're not really looking for the fitness side of things, and you're just looking for the social aspect, um, or looking for to looking to build up your fitness. Um, uh, but not the rugby uh, and the full contact. We have a, a tag rugby element within the club as well. So all drag race fans, uh, if you're fitness obsessed and drag race obsessed, you are more than welcome. Because so it's good to yeah. say it must be a great
2: way to find your tribe. But I know for some queer people, that kind of that sports world can be a bit traumatic, especially for the tough time in like classes and stuff like that. So there is options to join if you're not too physically focused.
4: Absolutely. We have members who don't play at all. They don't engage with fitness whatsoever. They're just social members, pavilion members. They are just happy to be involved, happy to help out with the club where it needs to be. And you kind of touched on a a point there where people have that kind of, uh, I suppose, trauma uh, with PE in school and they don't really have a good relationship with sport. And that's very much a barrier we try and break down uh, day in, day out. creating that kind of safe space for LGBT plus people to come and uh, bring up their fitness or to meet new people and just uh, have fun in a social safe environment in, in Dublin. Um, which isn't typically in a bar or whichever. It's out being active, you know. Mm-hmm. And in this
2: week's episode, mm-hmm. the queens were quite surprised when none of the rugby players had ever been in drag before. But if we, James mentioned in the episode, if we were doing that in Dublin, that was probably not going to be the case because uh, you'd be hard pushed <laughs> to find somebody who hasn't <laughs> done drag in the Emerald Warriors, right? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, my James uh, remembers myself that when I done the, the uh, dressed as uh, in drag as well. Uh, We were in the same show together and uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of our members who have uh, dressed up in drag. We do an annual fundraiser for the club called uh, Queen of the Warriors. Um, So there's 10 members of the club, uh, nominate themselves, uh, go all out, get in full drag, uh, do a little show in the George in Dublin. The the drag race or the drag show that we do is probably the best social event in the club's calendar. It's something we look forward to every year. It was cancelled last year, obviously, due to the uh, pandemic. Um, there's nothing happening this year either, but uh, next year is going to be our biggest and best show yet.
1: You're doing a, over the course of the summer, you're doing, is it Niche Tag? Is that, is that something that people...
4: No, so the club launched the Niche Programme to kind of create a more uh, diverse and inclusive space. Um, within the club, we're, we're constantly uh, trying to create the rugby more uh, inclusive and diverse. So uh, we came up with this idea to have a non-contact offering um, to bring members of the wider LGBT community into sport. Um, there's a crazy stat that there's only like 17% of members of the LGBT community actually engage in a team sport, which is quite low in comparison to, uh, uh, I suppose, uh, typically straight um, studies, which would have upwards of 44-45% of the, the community involved in a team sport. So we launched this Nisha program, which uh, is Irish for Young Warrior, um, and that's running so that's going to be uh, within the club forevermore it's a whole new subsidiary within the club uh, a non-contact offering so every week on a friday night at the moment we're training in tu Grange Gorman um just over near uh, stony batter and uh seven o'clock and uh, if anybody at all wants to try it out they can register via the link in our uh, instagram bio and pop down on
1: uh, at any any stage um, any week. And obviously, that would be open to—that's open to any gender, gender uh, identity. Anyone from like any background wants to come along; they're more than welcome to get involved. And it includes allies as well, because we would have a huge number of of um, a huge number of, of, of girls would be our women, or ladies, or wonderful uh, lady individuals would be uh, would be listeners to this podcast. So if they wanted to get involved and, and uh, participate, in that would they'd also be welcome. Absolutely,
4: like, yes, we have, we have, we have. Uh, such a variety of people uh, showing up to our non-contact offering which is amazing to see we have members of the trans community we have females we have uh, uh trans males trans females and uh, we've straight allies coming out to enjoy the contact the non-contact offering which is absolutely amazing um, and and it's, it's it's great to see the wider community uh getting involved and getting out and meeting new people and socializing and having a bit of fun uh, on a friday evening, you know our instagram handle is uh, at emerald warriors um and our facebook page is just emerald warriors so you'll find all the information on our tag uh there and feel free to drop us a dm send us an email on tag at ewrfc.ie and uh one of us will be uh, in contact
2: super okay let's get back to the show
0: Dublin podcast is basically Suzanne Kane and PJ Gallagher it is a podcast that is designed very much look at the negative side of things and tell you that it is okay to get up in the morning and live your day Suzanne Kane, slightly crazy conservative lady and ultra liberal lunatic head case me PJ Gallagher doing our best to put a smile on your face it's a midlife it is literally a midlife crisis podcast starting from next week we'll have 10-15 minutes of extra bonus material that will be on the podcast every single week which will be very focused instead of this usual sort of demented ranting excuse me and you can sign up together get it on headstuffpodcast.com, where you will find loads of other brilliant podcasts with, with great all brilliant bonus topics. Material, and apparently. loads of great bonus material that isn't us, but stick with us too. Thank you.
2: I would say, I loved Rue's look today. Best Rue has looked at this whole series of Down Under, I think.
1: Yeah, like sheepskin, sort of like, I don't know, like. 80s football manager but but make it hoe <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: was
1: it was it not inspired by Uggs that's what right? I thought was yeah, Uggs
0: are like a New Zealand
1: I don't know why I was thinking like sort of Ken Loach cheap skin coat wearing kind
0: of <laughs> <laughs> Just went straight to Del Boy <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then the sort of sexy fisherman's raiders um, underneath So <laughs> yeah. uh, it, uh, it was quite extraordinary. Very yeah. hot under the lights. Oh, I <laughs> would
1: imagine. So, yeah. were absolutely melting under those lights. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But a lot Ru- of sheepskin. Uh, uh, so much. But Rude does seem to be changing it up a lot more for his own runway looks, I feel like, with this season as well. Is it just because his gowns all went missing or what? Like, because... <laughs> Yeah,
3: I mean, I'm still not over that initial bizarreness in the first episode where it was like out of drag Rue and and in drag Rue on a screen. It was like, (laughs) did Raven get like lost in customs or (laughs) did he not get his makeup done? I just don't. I I have
2: a feeling there was uh, there's a slow start to production or something went Mm -hmm. wrong. Just, you know, again, with that first episode where we were sitting in the corner in drag. And just the fact that they couldn't get the Kylie Minogue lip sync for the Kylie Minogue yeah. episode, and then they have it now, mm-hmm. and then they had the come in late one. with the Minogues,
0: like, like yeah, yeah,
2: it's just strange. Like they, I just think there was some issue with production that they had to chase to tail with or something Must like have that. Been. I I heard mm-hmm.
3: saw somewhere that it was meant to be filmed in Sydney. And then I don't know whether it was because of Lockdowns or whatever but then it was Moved to Auckland so um, okay. So they've actually like they've moved country So yeah, maybe that's why
0: there
1: I saw issue. An impassioned speech in like The Sydney House <gasps> of Representatives From some like local kind of Politician <laughs> like national Sort of oh a, like is like as if I don't know like Sort of you know Mary Lou McDonald got up in the Doll <laughs> and started eating Micheal Martin out of it for the fact that he had let Drag Race be produced in I don't know in like (laughs) in in Belfast instead of Dublin like it was mental and it was like it was a whole thing it went viral when it was started because yeah there was some reason why it was initially to be in Sydney but then they had to move it and it was because they wouldn't I think budge on some like regulations or something that around lockdown that meant that it wouldn't have been able to come there but yeah because it is it is obviously then having to move and probably get a whole new cast last minute and figure out kind of all of that Logistics mm. could have given rise to the fact that it had a bit of a bumpy landing.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, like, people would have to rebook flights that's and true, yeah. probably have to re quarantine. And, you know, if you get the rights to broadcast a Caribbean song off of the Australian network, that's not going to carry across to New Zealand oh, network. Course. So they're going to have to do all that yeah. again. So. Yeah, mm. that
0: could be it. Okay, we might cut them thumbs so. <laughs> like <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> That's a bit. Karen's like I love the series. <laughs> Complete one eighty on this note. <laughs> now I get it.
2: <laughs> when we get into the these twinning looks, um, so first up was ketamine and amphetamine. They had like a black and white spots and stripes. Tear away. These were the stars yeah. of the show, right? Oh, ran Absolutely. away with it. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And from the moment they walked out.
1: I I was sure that this was going to be another Snatch Game thing where they were just going to be like, you're the winner, don't even mind the rest of them, and then like go (laughs) into the critiquing because it felt like... It felt like it was so obvious that that, that Keita was the was the winner for this.
0: Yeah, very clear front runner for sure. Very Cruella De Vil vibes as well with the kind of black and white wigs.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And they were different On the moment.
0: You know, the <laughs> patterns were
3: different. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: Disney tie in there.
0: <laughs> but
2: it's funny how your perspective kind of views things because we see Keita means... well, amphetamines makeup earlier on the episode, and I was a bit like. Doesn't look great, but then when it's all done up and you can see the look that they're going for, and you can see Keith's matching look, you're like, Oh no, that actually works. It's like exactly the same makeup, but just yeah, a it was context. literally
0: just her face put on yeah. that rugby player. Like it was so good, <laughs> yeah. really. Like, mm. and I don't know, maybe her does her makeup just lend itself to working well on another face because it is a very distinctive eye look yeah. that she does. It's a little bit Bianca del Rio, that kind of white. Around the yeah. eyes kind of But it just It works so well that's, for her like, I mean ab-
1: about this whole challenge That's one thing I've always kind of been aware of, Is that if you are a queen Who has Kind of distinctive makeup Like if you're like A Trixie Mattel mm. Or a Bianca Del Rio Or even like a Crystal Method Like you're going to be really You're going to yeah. be able To put your look Very easily onto someone else But if you're just like A solid yeah. beauty queen Like Scarlett It's going to be more difficult because it is about like the fact that you've got the bone structure that create the face. So like it it, is, it is more of a like I never understand how they really judge it because I'm always like, oh, do they look like they're having Mm. a good time?
0: Isn't that great? I think she looks lovely. She's having a great time there, spinning (laughs) around in her dress.
2: Yeah, it was funny that Scarlett was like, oh, I think I do my makeup, you know, really uniquely. So I think it's going to work well. And then you see what the makeup she did on poor sapphire. And like, I mean, I've never put on lipstick. I do feel my fantasy sometimes put on (laughs) this, bam. But like, it was like real sort of hard 90 degree... Corners yeah. on the upper lip was very bad. Oh
0: yeah, that's obviously something that suits Scarlett's mouth, I yeah. think, or just because that is quite a distinctive lip shape that she even has and does for herself, mm. and it just it just did not translate at all, like onto a different no. face. It just no. I weird. think she's
3: trying to go for a sort of a Joan Crawford in the forties style, yeah. okay. sort of you know yeah. more square upper lip, but. It, again, as you said, it doesn't trans. I don't think she even always pulls it off. Sometimes it is, <laughs> does. look a yeah, bit messy like she's put on some sort of like bleaching strips or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, and and I don't know if I, I definitely didn't transfer it to Sapphire. But mm. I mean, I think with Keita's look, it really worked. And I think Keita's growing on me. I loved that she did the divine in Pink flamingos mm-hmm. homage. Yeah. Last week, I always appreciate a queen who goes back through camp history yeah. <laughs> and and i loved what we said to the judging about like there's going to be some 14 year old girl who's going to look up
2: yeah. john water's
3: films and i first saw john water's films when i was 14 and it was like life-changing so i like that keaton's sort of spreading a bit of, uh, bit of, heritage, bit of history. Yeah, um, That's nice. yeah. yeah. and, and I, I do always appreciate the ones who go for slightly retro mm. odd looks at times so yeah she's definitely growing on mm-hmm. me um And I think she deserved her victory.
2: She did. Should Sapphire not have been called Peacock? Like Ruby and Sapphire, Scarlet and Peacock? No, is that not? Yeah. It would play into Cluedo
0: as well, but like Mrs. Peacock and Scarlet. Yeah, Yeah. that would actually work.
2: And Peacock is a shade of blue. It would still work
0: that way. Yeah, yeah. And it
3: was that shade of blue.
1: Oh, yeah. that so been. i just was like
2: yeah
3: you've, you've branded
1: yourself wrong <laughs> <laughs> i mean that that would have she would not have been in the bottom two if it had been scarlet and peacock that, that, that is that what you're saying <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> never mind the like weird sort of stubble showing through the makeup and the hard line of oh, the lip. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> but i mean yeah their looks were the most mm. basic i felt and Kind of same, similar with Karen as well, but it was like Scarlett was the star, and you know it was all sort of muggins yeah. beside her. Mm-hmm.
1: usually in this challenge, what I, you, you kind of get to know the people who've come in to be made over, and there's a long, there's a good bit of time given to kind of like telling their stories. I found in this one that you didn't really get to know any of these, the the guys. And like, even they didn't even mm-hmm. kind of give like a rundown of like what the, the New Zealand Falcons are. They didn't talk too much about like, uh, like gay, like inclusive rugby or mention any of the kind of backstory about like how this is like an inter- a massive international kind of thing. And so like, I, I kind of felt like it was almost just sort of, six mannequins got wheeled into the room and I didn't really get Mm. at it. Other than, say, Electra and Farah having Mm. that conversation about kind of, like, toxic masculinity within the gay community, like, very briefly, the rest of it was all a little bit kind of... Like, I I don't feel like I really connected to any of them. And then at the very end, when, like, it's, like, Mm. Sapphire and Keita's one were in, like, a relationship, and it was like, I I have no emotional connection to this because you haven't given me any footage of them being happy together. You know, Mm. I, know, I, I found that usually in the makeover challenge I love the makeover challenge and usually it's because you get to hear the sob stories I get my X Factor fantasy about mm. the dead nuns. please
0: <laughs> tell me about your dead mother <laughs>
1: but this time I was kind of like here are, are six uh, six men and the most drama you're going to get is whether that big one there is going to shave his beard you know like that, it was, that was it <laughs>
3: And they really tried to make that into a big thing. They were like, are you hiding something behind your beard? And he was kind of like, no, not really. And he's like, yes, jowls. I'm hiding jowls (laughs) behind it. Oh, (laughs) well. i had seasons, but yes, I was... can say that
1: because I'm hiding jowls behind my beard. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you did get the impression that they asked Dan that question maybe two or three times. Or yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. He also didn't really seem to mind too much even the first time, though, because I did feel like it was a dice roll for Maxie to pick him because some men might not want to shave their beard yeah. like just for a challenge. Mm. So she, it was a little bit of a gamble. But yeah, it also seemed like he was kind of like yeah, it's fine, but they tried to make more of a thing of it than it actually was for yeah. him, even though it seemed yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: I do think if you're entering, if you've agreed again to, to go into Drag Race, like, uh, we're talking about um, arts, uh, sister not showing much uh, enthusiasm for it, um, but you just sort of, like, again, they were press-ganged into going, <laughs> yeah. and so you sort of think, they're probably going to have to shave my beard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it shouldn't be a, like, no why <laughs> I never, this never crossed my mind which they kind of played it that way in the show yeah. but it was like and now we come to the ultimate question <laughs> it's like obviously he's going to save yeah. but um it's fine <laughs>
2: yeah well let's jump onto maxi and silhouette i think out of all of the all of the sisters you know that was probably my favorite name even if it didn't exactly tie into maxi shield yeah. uh, now these pink and green blobs I was just... I was disappointed. Because Max is one of my favourites. They were... I thought... That I saw the, the similarities. Mm. I just... The look wasn't interesting.
0: No, I... I suppose... I do like when they put them in kind of contrasting colours. Like, as mm-hmm. a thing mm. in general. And it was something I wish some of the others had done too. So, like, that aspect of it I did like. Because visually that's quite striking. But yeah, the outfit itself was kind of nothing it was very simple I was kind of hoping maybe they might tear it off and something's going on because Maxie with her boobs like is a whole thing and body and all the rest and she can do that and do it well but that was a little bit disappointing I think yeah that it was just two kind of bowling balls kind of
3: and they, it they, they, it there was wasn't really enough structure in the dresses mm. like they were kind of big but they didn't really have a shape or yeah. volume and uh, and then the like fringed Tur- uh, jersey fabric turbans just were not working like that's an opportunity to go yeah. big with the yes. wigs yeah, and balance out you know the the bottom of the, the outfit and I just felt very low energy and especially after last week where she had that amazing Picnic and Hanging Rock outfit which I loved yeah, that was
0: gorgeous yeah
3: um, and you know produced a microphone out oh. of her
0: out of her <laughs> frills love that um, but
3: <laughs> like it just seemed so I I think I could have done better than that with if you gave me a couple of rolls of like neon fabric mm-hmm. and just like <laughs> cut, I'll just cut this up and wrap it around <laughs> their heads like it just
2: yeah. And if there's one thing that the judges say That they consistently dislike Is a lack of silhouette Yes So yes. I knew straight away even, Regardless of whether I liked it or not I knew the
1: judges would uh, Because yeah. I, yeah. I loved the colours And I did think that the makeup yeah. was yeah. gorgeous And I think oh, that stunning. The, the colours mm. Like the, the colours in the outfits were sort of translated And like really brought the makeup to life And uh, you know mm. I liked the idea of the turban thing But kind of like I think Michelle said Like you kind of needed the turban And then some like a, a huge hair underneath it where you needed the turban to be like yeah. 14 sizes bigger. And yeah, like mm. that, that kind of big sort of puffy cloud look has been done so many times and always has the same result of like, you know, you're in the bottom mm. two. It should have been a tear away or, or there should have been something else too. Yeah. it. And um, mm. it was all a bit rough around the edges. And where were the tits? <laughs> yeah. oh, nowhere to be seen under those folds. Give us
3: the <laughs> <But is> it... <laughs> and especially, I think it came after, a uh, like, was it after Electra's? Um, it was after was Electra's, she, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I thought the look. I mean, I thought the judges were really unfair on it because I thought it was really strong and, kind uh, of fun, and they looked like they were enjoying themselves. But it was very sculptured and or sculpted, mm. and you know, it had the hair pieces and the ray guns and everything. And so I think just coming out in what looked like some you know bathing cover cover ups that you're wearing yeah. down the beach yeah. and kill muckridge
2: just weren't really <laughs> enough <No>. <laughs> kill, kill <laughs> muckridge does mars attack
3: i that.
2: I do get their their point to a certain extent is because it was exactly the same dress twice and i do prefer when there's like the reverse and i think that's kind of where we are with the franchise now where you they need to complement each other not replicate each other so if there was if one of them had been wearing red with that purple sort of thing down the centre, I think, you know, that would have been top material for me.
1: The electro look kind of looked like, I don't know if you remember when Miss Fame walked into the workroom in season seven with the, like, kind of spikes on the hat and this, like, amazing purple kind of katsu thing. Oh, like, there, was, there was a real yeah, kind of, like, yeah. alien connection to it. I, and I just, I, I thought it was a pity for Farah that, like, because, like, obviously an amazing walker, you know, very happy to like get that way cinched right in. That, like, to actually do something properly glamazon would have been like amazing to see. Though it, I, Electra was probably clever because the makeup skills maybe didn't live up to the, um, didn't live up to kind of like producing beautiful sort of, you know, style faces or Aquarius style faces. So, yeah, but I, I thought it was a pity for Electra because I felt like she could really have had like a moment. Uh, If it wasn't hidden kind of behind the costumes of just like make sure that both of these just sort of get through this challenge.
2: Talking about great faces, Art Simone and Craft Simone, um, they both looked fantastic. Like I think as individuals, they both looked the best. And I know they were going for like a Priscilla theme. And if I think back to Crystal Method's Bert and Ernie, like that wasn't necessarily the same person, but it was a theme. But this didn't work that well, I don't think it didn't really work for me.
0: No, I mean, again, they, they did both look great, but it didn't, they didn't really talk to each other mm. as as yeah. looks. And like, no. Kraft's face was stunning. Mm. Like, you can't really mm. fault Art's makeup skills. But again, there was no resemblance. So even though she's like, oh, you shouldn't just make a clone of the person. It's like, no, but you should still compliment each other somehow. And they kind of yeah. didn't, like,
2: yeah. Yeah, they were both of the neon palette, but they didn't mm. really speak to each other either.
3: Yeah. yeah. It it didn't say drag family, you know, in a way that some of the others did. I mean, that's where I think Kate's. Is- Outfit was so, or outfits were so successful because they weren't exactly the same. Mm. You know, the patterns on patterns the black and white were different. Yeah. But yeah, with this one, it didn't seem like it said anything about arts aesthetic. And to be honest, apart from the makeup, I'm not sure I know what arts aesthetic is. Like, there's, you know, there isn't really a kind of consistent style going through uh, through her her looks so far. So I didn't really get that sense that this is like obviously the same kind of vibe um, so I can see why I thought the critiques were justified yeah Same. Yeah. yeah, me
1: too um, I do think it read that they didn't there had been no effort made to like get to know each other on the runway because there was like i kind of you got the the feeling that maybe craft felt a bit unsupported on the runway and kind of was maybe a bit kind of like out of like out of her element whereas the rest of them i suppose would have been looking at the person who put them in drag had put the effort in to get to know them had put the effort in to kind of you make sure that they felt comfortable and whereas i suppose with the art and craft pairing it very much it felt from what we were seeing like it was kind of you know art was making it known to craft that you're you're like a com- you're you're cumbersome you're annoying me i wish i didn't have to bring you with me um and then i think that yeah. red on the runway and i was i was surprised i i had that i had art and craft actually in in the bottom in my me too. i think i thought that that's that was gonna where they were, that would be where they would end up
2: finally then was karen from finance and debbie from reception I thought out of all of the rugby players, Debbie was by far the shyest. They, I just didn't think they were really serving it on the on the r- runway. But without the looks, I did get the point with the glasses they don't really let you in but they were incredibly polished and finished looks from the two of them and I think they looked great
3: yeah I really like the sort of uh, I wish I didn't know about that well I, not that I wish I didn't know I just wish that for tattoo had never happened <laughs> <Yeah>. because now <laughs> I just can't I really liked Karen mm. until I just found out about the the her gollywog obsession yeah. I think it's been uh, covered up a few since. days yeah. ago yeah she said yeah.
2: she was getting it covered up but it came out or else it was covered up okay yeah.
3: okay but um yeah, that sort of leaves a sour yeah. taste because I do really like her her sort of retro aesthetic and yeah. actually, you know, she comes across very likably in the in the workroom, Ooh. I think. Um and I do I really did like this look. I did think the glasses were kind of almost like a day Edna. you know, they're yeah. they're part of the look. They are the eye makeup almost. Yeah, that's true. So um and I actually thought it was got like their little sort of bad like back and forth on the runway with all the giving out to each other and stuff was kind of fun like I thought that I get what you mean Kate about the um Debbie being a bit shy Mm. but I still thought they
0: they brought a little sense of drama and playfulness Mm. to the actual there was yeah like an actual presentation kind of element to it which and a proper little story which it didn't seem like anyone else really had that much put into their kind of yeah presentation on the runway so I did like that they had a proper little storyline going yeah that's true yeah
1: and I do think maybe if they had had if if there if there had been slightly different materials in the in the outfits or like if like some of the same materials were used in different ways because like I think that it was very si- like both it was maybe too similar yeah exactly and I know that they get yeah. they they read they read it for that on the the runway and there is a bit of me going Jesus Christ like what exactly do it, what is it exactly that you want you want <laughs> who's like similar but not exactly the same but what but, but I think that it it would have maybe read slightly better if there had been a bit more variety in the materials because the family resemblance there was, like, colleagues. So you can kind of do what you want with that.
2: Like, it's funny, in the Untucked segment, they're all talking about who's in the bottom and they're like, oh, well, let me, Keita isn't the top. And Karen was like, and I think I'm at the top and everyone else is in the bottom. And I was like, I wasn't oh. too sure about that, Karen. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> <love about> that. <laughs> Very confident, Karen. <laughs> Um, so yeah I, I agree with James I would have had a Scarlet and Art bottom two. would you have agreed Karen?
0: yeah same um, part of me was wondering whether I was just, it was just out of divilment and that I don't like Art that I would have put her in the bottom but I actually do think that there wasn't a resemblance and I, I do also like Maxie a lot more than Art yeah. so I didn't want to see her go yeah. but, but I also feel like Maxie just hasn't really been kind of delivering yeah. lately or something mm. and I don't know how much more she had in her to give really so I was sad that it worked out that way for her, yeah. but I yeah I probably would have put yeah Art and Scarlet at the bottom.
2: Anna,
3: I think I would, even though I I do really like Maxie and um, and I I want you know I I find her like a really likable mm. presence. I actually do like her kind of Mrs. Slocum for where are you being served <laughs> kind of drag <laughs> looks, but she uh, I just she just wasn't up to the it just wasn't up to the up to the required standard mm-hmm. this week so reluctantly um i think i would have put her and art the but the thing is
2: the art has been brought back and they haven't given us any justifi- justifiable reason that they deserve to have been brought back and they deserve to stay and whatever whenever mm. Maxi mm. running out of steam Maxi hasn't won, a, won a, uh, a challenge but also hasn't gone home so yeah. I would have been like I think you know yeah. you've got two two three weeks away to win a challenge art, and if you don't then you're going back home Yeah, and it does seem again kind of we've been talking about a bit the hand of the producer they want art in the final for whatever reason and I think yeah. they're just going to skate through with mediocre performances yeah, yeah
3: i'll be very annoyed if yeah. that happens but i think yeah. you're right it's
2: yeah, unfortunately it unfortunate. I, I, I just remembered it, it's called the maxi challenge and maxi hasn't oh i'm even <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh. <Poor,
1: laughs>
3: sadder now
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I, don't, I just always like seeing an older queen like i feel really sorry um, well i'll say older like she's just a year older than me but um uh, she's i'd like to see when there's somebody who's sort of been you know playing the, playing the game for, for a long time. I like getting them a, ch- a chance to shine over somebody who's like, I've been on Instagram for five <laughs> minutes doing, and I've never entertained a crowd before. Um, so I'll be sad to see her go for yeah. that reason. I'm glad she got yeah. gone as far as she did. Mm.
1: I, yeah, I, I, Maxie and actually Karen, although Karen has her problematic kind of shades to herself, but both of them came in, I was so excited by the personalities and I feel like Maxie never mm. managed to kind of like punch it as high as I thought she could. I still, I said this last week and I I, mm-hmm. I I, would agree to the very end that I would, out of the entire cast, the first one I would be buying a ticket to their show to actually go and see them is Maxi Shield. Like, you know that that is going yeah. to be a yeah. hilarious show. You know she's going to be entertaining. She's going to be able to perform. Um, But it did sort of feel while it would have been more satisfying to have an art Scarlet lip sync, it did kind of feel like y- you've had as many chances as we can give you at this stage, Maxi, mm. and you haven't quite been able to bring it up to par. Um, and yeah, and I, and then like last week with the lip sync, there was the gimmick of the microphone and and she obviously didn't have anything this week to kind of, to, to help yeah. kind of elevate her. And she's not a, she's not, she, you know she, she's not going to be able to be doing those big splits and jumps that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that else Scarlett's able to do well I think Scarlett did a particularly good job with the lip-sync
2: I thought I thought she actually quite well and the first time we've ever seen that I can remember at least like lie on their back and tilt their head over the side of the stage I was like oh that's a kind of oh, new yeah. look we haven't seen before maybe it's because you don't have the light bulbs around the edge
0: the <laughs> yeah. light bulbs are kicking <laughs> to bits like yeah.
2: <laughs> it's couldn't afford
0: the electricity <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, but I have to say like we've been chatting about a Kylie Minogue lip sync and what song we choose and it wouldn't have been my choice but actually it sounded very good on that lip sync oh, you know. I was
3: glad they went to you know an old Stock Aiken and Waterman Banger from the early Kylie years because yeah. that is a mm. classic it's and a great I, I was mm-hmm. delighted when I, rea- you know, when I saw what song it was and I did think it was one of those things where it's like you have to congratulate somebody through gritted teeth <laughs> but I thought Scarlett was like it was a great performance yeah
0: yeah like, she it really had, was,
3: yeah. She had a lot of sort of, like, she had a bit more charm than she often shows in, in real life. Like she was, you know, kind of giving them little nods to the, the camera. There was a lot of, you know, personality coming through. And Maxie's just was a bit static in comparison.
2: And whatever about the music at the end, I was like, is this going to be a double chante?" And I was like, not this.
0: No, like, <laughs> as much as I love I was Maxie, like, I love
2: Maxi exactly. It didn't deserve a Please double go chante
0: Yeah. Uh, I worried as well 'cause I'm like, surely they're gonna pull that out of the bag at some point. Because it always happens at least once a series at this stage, I feel like, but yeah, uh, no, nothing. I think is our coming again.
2: home was the was a place of the double Maybe, chante yeah. I think. Oh, I'm hoping, I'm yeah. Hoping,
0: yeah. yeah. Well I, how about, I wonder are they
3: gonna go for a four person final, or is it gonna be a three queen final? Because um, because now we're down to the final five. So yeah. I... But
2: there's only two weeks left. So oh, so it, it is be a four versus five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think so, yet. Hmm.
3: Well, I'm, I'd like to think that uh, Art will get booted out next week, but I have a horrible <laughs> feeling you're all right about it, the them wanting an art in the final for some inexplicable reason yeah
2: (laughs) i think if you've already gone home this season you can't win so that's art gone if you've had a international uh, racism scandal you can't (laughs) hopefully (laughs) that that leaves us (laughs) with keita electra and karen <laughs> God, the so bar, the, this is the standard of queens we're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anna and Karen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you are our network siblings. Mm-hmm. So, do not want to tell people about Double Love, what it's about, where people can find it? And you guys have a premium feed as well, right? <gasps>
3: Uh, we do um so yeah we recap the sweet valley high um uh, teen book series from the 80s and 90s one book at a time every week and uh we have a lot of fun doing it. so because those books are freaking ridiculous <laughs> and uh they they provide us with um with with a lot of, of entertainment but also we genuinely love mock like we mock them but we love to mock them, <laughs> and, them yeah. yeah and uh and yeah, we have our extra series, Pi Beta Alpha. Can you can you tell everybody about that? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's our our uh, our bonus series on the the HeadStuff Plus uh, platform. So yeah, we recap the TV series of Sweet Valley High. Uh, so that's that comes out kind of in the between weeks uh, of regular episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're going through the working on series one at the minute, and it is tremendous crack. It's way better than I remember it being, but also yes. the theme tune is also an eternal banger. So that's always a, a good side of it too. But
2: uh, what's it like watching it with like a twenty twenty lens? Does it does it stand up?
3: I mean, it never stood up in, in the early nineties either. <laughs> so said, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's six episodes in, and we're getting close to the final, but I am not willing it to be over yet. So I think that's a good sign. But like we were saying in the episode, I am—I'm not sure who's going to win and who I want to win. i
1: do I don't—I just don't know that I really care too much. I like—it's—it's mm. it's a weird—it's a weird series for me. In that, like, i, I kind of feel a little bit about it the same way that I felt about in some ways the same way that I felt about uh UK1 where I kind of feel like it's kind of like a like a sort of a it hasn't quite found its form yet like I think that this has the potential mm. to create an amazing season 2 I I loved season 1 of UK because I think that there was some like strong characters and and references that I got whereas there's a lot of references I'm missing maybe in this and I do feel that to be honest with you I kind I kind of feel that they're getting rid of and bringing back art has undermined how I feel about the show because it just feels so produced. Mm. Um, Also, obviously in the UK one, as we started getting down to this level, there was like two really strong contestants. So there was a sense of, right, it's either going to be Davina or the Vivian. And like you were were kind of, you know, Mm. sparring for both of them. Whereas in this, it just feels like the, I don't know, there's no real front runner, front runner.
2: In a bad way, though. No one's really deserves it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like I think ketamine is 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 the obvious like the obvious choice. I think that that you know she is the one who it would be most befitting to, to get the title. But at the same time, I think because Karen and Art both came in there with these huge reputations, that there still is that bit feeling of like, should look like, are they? Anyway, I. I I would say I'm also not tired of it. I like the personality. I'm enjoying the format. I think Rue is very funny on it and I would be excited for a season two, which I think is uh, is a good sign because I think that they'll tighten things up and they'll have less challenges making it and maybe be able to, 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 to create something really special like the UK did.
2: Right, well, we'll be back with you on Thursday for another episode of Drag Race España, um, which... Are, are we saying we're enjoying more than Down Under? I'm enjoying
1: Spain more than Down Under. I mean, it's only been one episode, so it's not really okay. fair, but I'm I'm enjoying, yeah. I, I have enjoyed Spain right out the gate more than I enjoyed Down Under. Per, speaking okay. personally. Well,
2: we'll, <laughs> we'll see if episode two continues that trend. Have a great week. I will chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye.